At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. It's a game day edition. Hornets are going to be visiting the land, taking on the Cleveland Cavaliers. We'll have a game preview for you. Also talk about the overall quality of play, not just for the Hornets, but league-wide and Got to talk about that LaMelo injury. Helping me on all of these topics. You hear him daily on the flagship station of the Hornets Radio Network, 92.7 Sports Radio WFNZ. He hosts the Clubhouse with Kyle Bailey three to six weekdays, as well as the pregame show for every sports team within a 100-square-mile radius of the city of Charlotte. Kyle Bailey back with us again here on the Hornets Hivecast. Kyle, thanks for joining us. I appreciate you as always, my friend. I never get sick of talking to you. Well, we do it a lot. We get 82 pregame shows per season, plus five or so in the preseason. We're hoping for postseason, hopefully, at the end of this campaign. But right now, the, the big stick in the mud right now has been the injury bug for the Hornets. They have gone an extended period of time once without LaMelo Ball. Currently without Gordon Hayward, Terry Rozier missed seven or eight games in there. Cody Martin's played all of one minute this season. And now LaMelo Ball is back on the injured list with another sprained ankle. You cover the team as close as anyone outside of the building. What does this mean for the Hornets and their overall season right now? You know, it really is tough to say. And it's a bummer, as you know, as well as anybody. Um, I just got off the air about an hour and 45 minutes ago, spending a lot of time with listeners, Hornets fans here in Charlotte talking about it. The mood is as you would expect. There are people who 
feel like the season's over, depending upon the length of time that LaMelo is going to be out. You know, with the way it started, missed the first 13 games. Terry missed a ton of time. Obviously, Gordon now has missed significant time, and Cody Martin is going to miss more time than any of them. It's a good roster, as you and I talked about. Top to bottom, when, when they're complete, when they're whole, I like the talent on this roster, but when you start pulling pieces away, not only are you losing talent, but Sam, as you know, you're losing continuity. These guys playing together matters, and that doesn't just pick back up once you get dudes back together on the floor. So just based on gauging the feedback from the fan base today, it, it was not positive, and there are a lot of folks out there that, that feel you know nearly sports despondent and uh, are already starting to talk about where the Hornets might end up in the draft. And it might be premature for that, but that is certainly the move. Well, I certainly understand it. After all, fan is short for fanatic, and so we, we appreciate the passions. It's better than the alternative of having people not caring. But I do think it is way too early in the season to write anything off. The team has played 16 games, not 60. They've got two-thirds or more of the season in front of them, uh, not you know a week or two. So there's a lot of time for Charlotte to make up whatever gap they are left with. Heck, right now, even with a 4-12 and start to the season, they're roughly four games out of a playoff spot that's basically two good weeks of basketball and a little bit of help and you're right back there and there's way more than two weeks remaining for the season one thing that is problematic for the Hornets here is we just don't know what this team is going to be like when they're healthy unfortunately there's been no not even a game not even a preseason game not even a 15 minute stretch where the big three for this squad Gordon Hayward Terry Rozier and LaMelo Ball have all been on the floor at the same time so it's really hard to judge because there's not a whole lot of reliable evidence on what this team might look like but you've watched a lot of basketball you've seen all three of those stars individually and collectively in previous seasons what do you think the ceiling is for this Hornets team if they can get healthy? I mean, if they can get healthy, I see no reason. And I said this going into the season. I, I saw no reason why they couldn't equal last year's win total if they got healthy. And I think there are other factors for that. You know, LaMelo would, in theory, be a year older, wiser, better. You know, P.J. had a big opportunity in front of him. But, you know, others, other young guys with the absence of Miles Bridges would have opportunity. And then, of course, we saw Dennis Smith Jr., emerge as uh, a serious option, real option, to be the backup point guard and to make an impact. Hale Maladon's been a really pleasant surprise. So I I felt like fully healthy then. They had a chance to equal last year's win total, even if the odds makers only had them at over under 36 and a half, which I believe was the number. But it's hard to say now. Like I said a second ago, you and I both have been around sports, played sports, broadcasted sports for long enough to know that chemistry doesn't happen overnight. Look at the Golden State Warriors right now. They're together. They've lost eight straight road games to start the season. They look lost. That's a championship caliber team. And so sometimes it takes a minute to figure it out. So, you know, I'll stick with my original answer. When healthy going into the season, I felt like they could be that good. But now it's kind of up in the air. Good thing, again, that the team has lots of runway to work work with but there is a question of how much obviously Gordon Hayward's been out for a couple weeks now Uh, seems to be some some hope on the horizon hopefully we get good news soon he's listed as doubtful as of the time of this recording here of this podcast Terry Rozier is fully healthy LaMelo Ball just going back onto the list with that sprained ankle but hopefully it takes less time but just for the sake of argument I'm going to pose a hypothetical and I don't like doing this in general but I hear the people calling in on WFNZ I I understand from the social media reaction that uh, there's a lot of panic out there. And so I just want to pose this hypothetical to someone else who covers sports a lot. So let's say, for the sake of argument, that it takes three weeks for LaMelo Ball to return. I'll emphasize again, 
I have no information to say it's going to take three days. I have no idea here. I'm just putting this out as a hypothetical, as a timeline, so we can have this discussion. So let's say it takes three weeks, and let's say they win at roughly the same rate they have been so far this season, which is not very high because they've been hurt the whole season. So in that scenario, three weeks from right now as we record this podcast, Charlotte will be somewhere around 7-19. and 19. No one's saying that's good, but if LaMelo Ball and Gordon Hayward and Terry Rozier get to play the last, I don't know, 56 games of the season, I think that's what would be left after starting the year 7-19, and 19, I still like the team's chances of getting not only back to 500, but getting into the playoff hunt. Look, here's the thing. If you get back to 500, I mean... I'm not saying it is good enough to get you to postseason basketball, but it might be. And this is a unique year. Now, I don't think the Eastern Conference got really any worse than it was last season. I think you probably agree with that. Um, It is a a very deep, talented conference, as deep as I've seen it in my lifetime. Um, That was certainly the case last year. But we also now have the added factor of Victor Wimbanyama. And, you know, it it feels still kind of absurd to talk about it in those terms and and can and weigh it as a factor of that magnitude but it is you are going to see i think the commissioner believes this that's why i spoken out about it it's getting the coverage that it is um you're going to see a lot of teams start to shut it down i think right around christmas new year if they don't feel like they're real contenders because uh, not only is victor Wimbanyama the uh the prize the the bluebell of this uh, county fair coming up we call the nba draft but I mean, there are guys like Scoot Henderson that, that make this, you know, a draft that can go legitimately two, three deep, if not four deep at some point. So I think you're going to see some opportunities open up as a result of that. And then you factor in injuries and you know, just the commonalities of the NBA. And yeah, obviously 43 and 39 was only good enough for a 10 seed last year, but 43 and 39 might be your usual six, seven seed in the East this year when it's all set up. So I, I don't think you're crazy. What you're proposing now is, you know, far from the craziest thing we've seen in sports. I just think you and I have already both acknowledged and it's true you know there there are people talking about the trade deadline today and, and reviving trade rumors about the hornets and the lakers and rogier and things like that thinking that the worst is going to happen with lamello's ankle and look the x-rays were negative maybe the mris tell a different story we hope not and if that's not the case hopefully best case scenario he misses cleveland and he's back again at some point early next week well there's a lot to unpack there kyle between the uh timeline for when a team might tank i think you're a little early but i understand with those prizes out there why why that conversation is being had and for all those rumors out there every time someone rumors a hornets player going to the lakers or somewhere else i just take it as a compliment because that means we got a good player over here and why wouldn't you want good players we got to move on on this podcast. Lots to talk about, but there's always entertainment to talk about when it comes to the Hornets, and that's why Kyle Bailey talks about him a lot. You can hear him on the clubhouse with Kyle Bailey three to six weekdays on our flagship station, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Coming up next, we're going to talk about the overall quality of the game. Some rule changes this year. What's the impact been? We'll talk about it with Kyle Bailey after this here on the Hornets Hotcast. I get allergy care from the doctors at Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates who know how to treat me, not just my symptoms. Now that my allergies are under control, I can ride my bike whenever I want, just like I did as a kid. Senta offers allergy testing and a wide range of treatment in North and South Carolina. Play like you once did. Schedule your appointment today at ceenta.com slash appointments. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. They just make sense.
Sam Farber and Kyle Bailey here with you on the Hornets Hivecast. We'll be getting you ready for Hornets versus Cavs tonight. Charlotte 4-12, and Cavaliers are 8-6. and Both teams have been in losing trends. Cavaliers have lost five in a row. Hornets have lost nine out of their last ten. But before we get there, I want to talk about the overall quality of the NBA game. We're about a month into the season now. Some new rules have taken effect, namely the take foul has been reimagined, let's call it that, uh, instead of it just being a common foul on the floor and stopping fast breaks. It comes with an added penalty of a free throw now, and it seems to have sped up the game. I've got some of the numbers on that, but just anecdotally watching the contests as they play out. Kyle, what is your thought on how the product looks this year compared to last? You know, I'll be honest with you. I don't see any significant change, but I have, as you and I talked earlier, I have noticed that um, you know the take fouls have led to, I guess, a, a, even if only a slight increase in the flow of the game. You know, not as much stoppage for a viewer, for a spectator. You like that, at least from my vantage point. But so far, you know, nothing strikes me as incredible or abnormal or awful. I mean, I do think that's been an improvement. So uh, it's early season NBA basketball so far, based on you know, the modern game that we know. So, so far, so good. How about you? For me, I think it sets up what I would call like the special teams aspect of the games. The transition play is kind of like, you know, watching a great kick return. It doesn't mean it's always going to result in points, but it usually results in something exciting. And we're seeing more of that now in the game. Looking at NBA.com, they crunch some of the numbers. Average time of possession is down from 14.8 seconds to 14.6 seconds. That doesn't sound like a lot, but it means more up and down play, a little less stagnant half-court action uh, and more exciting plays scoring at this stage of the season it's up 106.8 points per 100 possessions from last year to 111.7 points per 100 possessions this year and just in terms of plain old points per game because that's easier for my simple math minor mind to handle points per game are up 2.1 points a contest as well so it feels like it's having an effect the game is faster I think it favors a young team like the Charlotte Hornets have particularly when they're healthy yeah I mean if you're an athletic team that takes care of the basketball passes it well and and especially I mean the key to it all shoots shoots well it's a good time to be in the NBA and you're right 14.8 to 14.6 doesn't seem like a difference but it does speak to what I mentioned a second ago where the game just seems basically you know aesthetically pleasing right now it's just it's not herky-jerky like it has been at times there are too many stoppages, and so it, it makes for a better product. Um, and given the style that many of these teams want to play today, you know, I think that all meshes well together. For, so from a quality of game standpoint, um, I have enjoyed it. And I, I grew up probably like you on you know, a very different era of basketball, and I don't expect to ever see the lumbering centers come uh, stomping down the floor and calling for the ball in the post and, and some of those older ways of playing the game. But I have seen some, as you probably have, some of the reemergence of mid-range jumpers. Um, you know, and I, I love watching guys and teams that attack the rim with regularity. So overall, I, I think it's a pretty balanced game right now, much more so than when we hit the height of the threes and frees. One thing that fits very well for the Hornets into this is the Lamelo effect. And even though we only had a small sample size, really three games, really only one where Lamelo really looked like Lamelo out there, back to his old ways while healthy. But we did see a significant impact on the Hornets' numbers overall. Overall, this season, Charlotte has just been decimated by injuries. They've played all of five games now, where two out of their three top performers, Hayward, Rozier, and Ball, have been available simultaneously. That's out of 16 games. No games where all three have been available, and that's not going to happen for a little while now with LaMelo going on the shelf. But 
Just getting LaMelo back, here's the impact. Hornets overall on the season, 23rd in the NBA in scoring, 109 points per game, 28th out of 30 in offensive rating, 15th in pace. In the three-game samples where LaMelo Ball was on the floor, Charlotte's scoring went up four points per game. They went from 28th in offensive rating to 16th, and they went from 15th in pace of play to 9th. And again, I think we would all agree the first two games for LaMelo coming back, he was coming back. He wasn't 100% all-star level LaMelo. That really didn't seem to appear until that last game where, unfortunately, he got hurt. We knew that this team would change. I think the early season success, while it was awesome, earned, absolutely fun to watch, and uh, great moments and important for the careers of guys like Dennis Smith Jr. and Teo Maladon, you know, it was never going to last. And on top of that, we all knew that LaMelo was going to come in and rev things up, and that's what he's done. He's come back, and obviously the jumper's not quite there yet i heard you talking about that the other night on the broadcast that it's going to get there and of course it will 4 or 15 from 3 the other night i believe so that that's going to get better but um you know he just that's one of the things that people saw about Lamelo ball coming out of the draft and if you didn't watch him play in australia or lithuania or ever i guess um you probably didn't know or couldn't know but when he's out there not only does he see the floor but he moves up and down the floor in a way that is very unlike many point guards in the history of the NBA. So that's the clear and obvious impact he makes on this team and why you just have to have him out there. He is unique. He is special. He is unavailable tonight. Hornets are still going to have a game. No one's going to wait for Charlotte to get healthy, and so the Hornets are going to have to battle the Cleveland Cavaliers with the players available to them. We're going to preview tonight's matchup, Hornets versus Cavs. That's next here on the Hornets Hivecast. Hornets fans, it's time to get some new gear. The best selection of new and classic Hornets apparel is at the Hornets Fan Shop, now with new extended hours. Stop by Spectrum Center Wednesday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. to pick up the latest in jerseys, Jordans, and more. Or you can shop from the comfort of your own home 24-7 with just a click of a button at HornetsFanshop.com. An easy trip on the light rail, you'll be sure to find something for everyone at the Hornets Fan Shop. Kyle Bailey, the host of the Clubhouse with Kyle Bailey, three to six weekdays on our flagship station of the Hornets Radio Network, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. He's our guest here on the Hornets Hivecast, and of course you'll hear him later this evening on the Hornets Radio Network pregame show on WFNZ, one of our what is it, 250 conversations per year that were uh, mandated to have, Kyle? I believe so. Um, I'm not sure what the advanced metrics say about it, but I believe traditionally speaking, you are correct. There you go. There you go. Kyle, the Hornets are 4-12 and 12 right now. Cavaliers are 8-6, and six, but both teams have kind of hit a, a slide here. Charlotte, mostly due to injuries. They've lost 9 of their last 10. Cleveland has some injuries, although I would argue not nearly as significant or as lengthy as the Hornets have been. They have lost 5 in a row. For tonight's game, as of this recording, LaMelo Ball, Cody Martin, Mark Williams all are out. Dennis Smith Jr. and Gordon Hayward are listed as doubtful as of this taping. For the Cavs, Jarrett Allen, their all-star center has missed the last couple of games. He is listed as questionable with a non-COVID illness. Otherwise, most of their top performers will be available. You've done this a few times before. You know how it works. We need a Cavs player to watch, a Hornets player to watch, and a stat to watch. You give me which one, you cho- which category, and your choice, and I'll follow your lead. Where do you want to start, Kyle? Let's go with, oh, stat to watch. 
So I'm thinking, and I, I was looking at the assist column the other night, how often did last year you and I talk about the Hornets, looking at the box score post game, we would see that the Hornets assisted on 73% of the baskets made, uh, 78%, 69%. Right? They often led the league in that category. Like that, that number has dropped. I need to see that go up again dramatically. I need to see them over 60% tonight to know that they're, they're moving the ball and, and looking for the open man. So that's one that's important. What do you think about that? I like it a lot. I think it has been influenced a bit by the, the shooting percentages being down, and that's in part because your star players aren't out there. So both they're not shooting as much, and there's less of an impetus on the defense to double people and leave other guys open. So it creates less high-quality shooting opportunities. But I'd agree with you. A ball movement, always a key for this Hornets offense. Kind of ties into my stat to watch. I'm going to go with the three-point shot. A three-pointer is the great equalizer in the NBA. It is something that you can live and die by. It's something the Cavs have really been elite at so far this year. They're one of the top teams in the NBA, shooting 40% from beyond the arc. Hornets have struggled a little bit more in that category. Again, I think that's due to injury. I think Charlotte has had a chance to build some rhythm now with this time with Lamelo Ball on the floor, and hopefully they've got some guys that are in better shooting form right now. P.J. Washington had a strong game from beyond the arc. Kelly Oubre Jr. is off to a really good start. Terry Rozier always likes playing in and against Cleveland. So I think there's three really good shooters there that could help the Hornets have a really strong three-point shooting night. They might need it to beat this Cavs team, but that's definitely a stat to watch who wins from the three-point line. Where do you want to go next, a Cavs player to watch or a Hornet to watch? Let's go with the Hornets first. I'll go Kelly Oubre because Kelly has had quite a few good nights here to start the season. But Kelly, you know, also at times can be a volume shooter that ends up maybe not as efficient from the floor. If they're going to win shorthanded like this, uh, Kelly's got to be good and Kelly's got to be efficient. So I think Kelly's got to have a 50% or better night from the floor, um, you know, avoid the turnovers and find a way to uh, move out about six or seven assists as part of that overall ball movement you and I just talked about. I love the pick. I mean, Kelly Oubre, I think one thing in particular for him, he's highlighted in his game not the scoring, but everything else that's going on, saying that the the times that he's felt he has personally struggled is not when he hasn't been able to fill up the points column, but when he hasn't added to the rebounds and assists. He had a really good rebounds and assist game last time out last couple of times out so obviously his role is going to change now that Lamelo ball is unavailable but i think there's really a, an opportunity here for kelly to continue to excel here as a starter for the hornets my charlotte player to watch is going to be terry rogier he's from youngstown ohio he loves playing against cleveland last year he averaged 20 points per game against the Cavs. and keep in mind that includes the first game of the year the two played head-to-head terry was coming off an ankle injury and he really wasn't himself yet only played 23 minutes in that game only took five total shots only scored six points if you take that one out of the equation his scoring per game skyrockets to about 25 points per game he shot the ball well from three for the most part in those other contests I think Terry Rozier is someone that the Hornets even more heavily are going to have to lead on if they get good news and Gordon Hayward's back that gives a little bit of relief some some lessened pressure on him to have to do it all but he's going to have to do a lot for the Hornets to get this win. Last but not least, a Cavs player. So, I want to avoid the easy and lazy thing here, but 
it's got to be Donovan Mitchell. Like, can, can you avoid him absolutely killing you? I was listening to him talk the other day about, you know, winning eight in a row, but losing five in a row now, trying to keep a calm mindset with this team and, you know, get them back on track. And, and he's talking like a guy who's focused and locked in on top of being insanely talented. So it has to be a team effort. And you have to, you can win if Donovan Mitchell goes off, but he's a tone setter for them. And, and as you know, he's an incredible basketball player. So you have to avoid allowing him to put 40, 45 points on you in an efficient night because he's really trying to get this team back into a groove. He's a great player. I'll go in a different direction. I'll take Darius Garland, and I think Darius Garland's the person who's probably been helped the most by this trade because Donovan Mitchell acquires so much attention. You just can't help but leave more opportunities for Darius Garland to have a big night, and he's had some really monster nights as of late. One of them against Minnesota. Now, this was the game that Donovan Mitchell missed, but Garland put on a show. He scored 51 points. He knocked down 10 threes. Uh, He showed what kind of elite scorer he really, truly is capable of being. But for the most part, I think his strength is that he's able to be a knockdown shooter and take advantage of some of those lanes that are opened up because Donovan Mitchell is there, and he can continue to spread the rock around and help other players out. Important to note, he scored 51, and they still lost in regulation so this is not a garland goes for 50 and they're going to win every time far from it but he's someone who especially when he's playing with mitchell and they're both playing well off one another will help create more opportunities for each other and make them the best version of themselves we'll see what kind of performance he and the cavaliers backcourt puts on tonight also keep an eye on evan mobley we'll keep an eye on the health of jared allen we'll cross our fingers hope for some good luck here for the charlotte hornets we know no matter what Kyle Bailey will have you covered for it. He'll have the pregame show tonight, and you can always see his thoughts on Twitter at Kyle Bailey Club if you don't get enough of him on the radio, three to six weekdays, plus the pregame show for the Hornets and the Panthers. Very busy man, Kyle. We appreciate you sharing some time with us. Thank you, buddy. It's always a pleasure. And thanks to all of you for tuning in as well. Thanks to our producer, Rob Longo, for putting this podcast together for everyone here. I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along. We'll talk to you next time here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com.